No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for joining this evening. You have tuned into He Said What? I am your host, Simply Bree, and this evening we are going to be um, discussing a very important topic. Um, I feel, especially right now during the pandemic, um, is is very vital that we get into the minds of men and how you know the transition from the single life to the married life to even being a, a father. How does that affect men, right? How does that really work with you guys? So I am going to have my wonderful guest, Kareem Baldwin. He will be joining us in just a moment. Um, I just want to let you guys know, first of all, if you are interested in advertising on the show, please make sure you guys send, um, you know, your inquiries to at, at, he, I'm sorry, s at simplybree.com. My head is all over the place. Once again, that's ads at simplybree.com. I'm trying to figure it all out today. It's, uh, is it Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. Yes. So without um, any other type of interruptions, let's go ahead and bring up the guest himself, Mr. Kareem Baldwin. Good evening, sir. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Good. Everything's good. Can't complain, you know, um, living the married slash dad life as a <laughs> fan. So, you know. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's good. I can't complain. You know, life is good. I'm blessed. So. Got, you know, no issues, so that's good. Congratulations to you and that handsome baby. Oh my gosh. Everyone's saying that about him. I'm like, he looks like me though. So <laughs> it works out. Don't do that to him. Listen. I'm like, he's a hands he's handsome like his dad. So <laughs> that's what I tell everyone. So. Oh my god, he is he is gonna be a heartbreaker, man. Oh yeah, that's that's everyone everyone loves that kid, so it's good. Yeah. And it's, it's cool that you guys, you guys intertwine him with the business. Like your wife, she's always on Instagram. He just looks so chill. Like he does not act like a baby. He act like a girl. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, which is crazy. So we're like kind of getting him used to being in front of the cameras and kind of getting that stuff, you know, all out of his system. Because who knows what technology will be, you know, when he's 17, 18. Ah. So, uh, getting him up to speed on that early, I, I think is good for him. Yeah, so tonight's topic is all about marriage and children. Oh, I should have said marriage with children. That would have been perfect. 
but you only have one. So married with children is the topic, keeping the spark alive during the transition. So, oh my God, I don't know where to start because I have so many questions. Like as a man, when you are single, right, you're living the single life and you're enjoying it. You know, not a lot of men entertain the thought of a relationship, especially like when they're in their thirties, because, you know, there's a lot of things that they want to get done. So when you go from the single to bachelor lifestyle to getting into a relationship, what kind of adjustments did you find yourself having to make? Uh, It was basically the adjustment of like having another person that you have to like answer to, you know, kind of check in with and kind of let them know what you're doing. So, hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So, you know, I got with my wife now is 26. Uh, So I wasn't, you know, as older as like, you know, some of the other guys are. But I started my bachelor thing like when I was like 18. Yeah. So I kind of went through all that, had the blog, you know. Yeah. A lot of guys hit me up for dating advice. Yes. All of that. Uh, so, you know, I kind of made the choice, like, you know what, I'm looking for a relationship. So then I kind of started tailoring, like, who I would interact with. And right. I would interact with them. So once I was ready to kind of be in a relationship, then I kind of started interacting with women differently. Yeah. Not, you know, just kind of. People Uh-oh. say, you know, do this. And I was more of just, you know, be yourself. I think we're back. Yeah, you were so the frozen. transition was just <laughs> Yeah, I'm back. Um so yeah, no, to the transition though, it wasn't um as hard as I thought it was going to be because mentally I was ready for a relationship. So, you know, once I met, you know, a couple of girls that I was like, you know what, these are gonna be like my final choices. I don't know if, if you're supposed to say that or not, but that's just <laughs> Uh, So I had like my final choices and I was like, you know what? All right. You know, she's going to be the one. So I'm going to, you know, ask her, Hey, you know, are you, do you want to be in a relationship? And so I took it back to, you know, the fifth grade. Like, Right. um, I'm I'm like, do guys still act like, cause I mean, it's almost like a foreign thing now. Like you just fall into it. Yeah. It was so long ago for me. So, you know, I don't know what, guys do now uh yeah. but I, back then it was you know I, I don't like to leave stones unturned so right. i'm not gonna assume anything so i like to you know hey are, you know we on the same page with this and yeah she said yes and you know the rest is history wow so okay that part right there though going back to the process and it's not just so that we are all clear this we're not saying it's the process of elimination but it's trying to figure out the mind of men. Like, how do you determine that out of three women, this woman right here is the one that I am willing to um, take a stab at a relationship with? I think it's someone that you can see yourself like growing with and kind of someone that's going to like help you m- keep climbing up that ladder that you have for yourself. So I think kind of you having your own set of expectations and then, okay, which women, which woman, I should say, 
am I going to be with that's going to kind of, you know, allow me to keep doing what I need to do? Because I think as a man, you have to have like your own path in life and certain things that, you know, you have to accomplish and dating the wrong woman or getting into a relationship with the wrong woman that can jeopardize that. Uh, for example, you know, uh, we do business together, but, you know, I started the business stuff first before I met her. So just, you know, understanding that grind, like understanding like, hey, you know, there's work that needs to get put in. So right. you may not be able to hang out every day or talk every day or do certain things that other people are doing. But, you know, it, it's going to get to that time where it will all be worth it. So just someone that understood that. And uh, she just allowed me to, you know, be a man, to do what I needed to do, to lead and to, to make things happen. So I think that's that that's why it worked out. Well, it's still working out for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, understanding. Ooh, understanding is a big thing. And that's a big part of communicating. When it comes to relationships, especially when there's entrepreneurship within the relationship, because everyone doesn't want to be a business owner. Some people are okay just being a nine to fiver. That's perfectly fine. So when you combine both worlds or you take two entrepreneurs and you bring them into the same household or even under the same roof, it's kind of like you got to have that understanding where you're on the same page. Like, you know, you got you to gotta be open with the expectations. Yes. So when I met uh, my wife, she wasn't and she like that wasn't even something on her mind. It was more of, you know, I'm a teacher and, you know, I'm just going to do this and kind of go to work and do the nine to five thing. But for me, I knew that was never going to be able to work for like a significant other for me. Right. Uh, I'm like pretty I'm like type A personality, as they would say. Okay. Uh, so I'm like pretty demanding. Like I ask a lot. And I knew that there was no way that, you know, my significant other would be have a boss all day and then have to come home and now still kind of interact with me. I knew it would never work because if you're at your job all day answering to someone, then you come home and you have to answer to someone else. Right. It's not going to work. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to be with someone that can't I can't have my wife have another boss, like just not going to work for me. Um, so she needs to be her own boss so she can see, you know, what that takes and then she'll understand it more. So I knew that, you know, with how I am, it was never going to work. Cause then we would, we would have to break up because mm-hmm. just be, Hey, you know, I'm tired when I come home, like I'm stressed out or my boss is texting me and yeah. I'm like, Hey, so what are we doing? Dinner, food, like what's going on? Household stuff. And then yeah. you're kind of burn work. It, it just wasn't going to work out for me. I'm like, that. it just can't happen. Right. So with the adjustments that um, you ended up making for the sake of the relationship, you know, as far as growing into the relationship, um, what role do you think those adjustments played on you as an individual, as well as you as a partner in a relationship? It was big uh, because you you have that adjustment period. I don't know if like moving in is going to be a question. Uh, so like with me, we, when we got together, we didn't live together. And then I was like, all right, well, you know, I need to live with the person that I'm going to progress in a relationship with just because I, you know, I need to see where things go. I know like I have, I'm Caribbean, she's Caribbean too. So Caribbean background, like you don't really move in with someone until you're married. I know other, I'm pretty sure 
black American culture is the same way. Like your family wants you to kind of be in like a serious relationship before you move in. And I'm like, oh, we need to determine if we can get to that step. Right. And and just seeing where things go. So moving in was an adjustment and uh, it was just living with someone else because I always lived on my own. Uh, since I was like 18. So when I got with her being 26, like I was already used to doing everything on my own. So just those adjustments on, all right, well, who's going to do the laundry and who's going to cook? I'm working late. You're working late. Like, you know, because you're a guy, you're like, oh, I'm not doing anything. And then like, well, I guess I should do something. Like my significant other worked all day and I didn't work today. So, you know, I guess I can do something. Mm -hmm. So those first- (laughs) can help out. Those first couple of months was like, all right, I think I need to start like helping out a little. Uh, so that was the biggest uh, transition is kind of not doing everything on your own time. Uh, that was the biggest thing I would say is not doing everything on your own time, kind of blending times together. Okay. So <laughs> that's so funny. He's like, I'm not doing anything. I can help yeah. out. Why not? So, um, uh, are there any type of adjustments that men are typically afraid of? Like before going into a relationship, did you have any type of reservations where you were just like, listen, if I get into a relationship or I settle down with this one chick, I'm I'm just not going with this or I'm not changing this about me or I'm not going to do anything different outside of who I am. What Are there anything, anything like that that... Um, or, uh, goes through the mind of men? I think so. At least for me, I'm like, yeah. well, that to me, it went back to that whole, like, you. she can't have another boss. Like, you yeah. you have to do something with me. Um, so that was something that was like, I couldn't walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another big thing for me was like, someone that was like, comfortable in their own skin. Okay. Uh, someone that was confident in like, what they were doing. Okay. Uh, so confidence for me was big, because I'm very confident. I feel like I am. So I wanted someone else that kind of had had those same uh, characteristics as me. I know people say like opposites attracts what they do, uh, but you definitely want to have certain things in common. At least that's what I thought for me. That's what worked for me. So I would say, yes, you definitely you should have certain things that you won't bend on. Um, And I think that's part of like the whole vetting process of a relationship because uh, before we got in a relationship, we were kind of dating for about eight months. Okay. Uh, I know people that say, hey, you should wait two years or, you know, there's certain timelines of what people say you should do. Uh, for me, I felt eight months was a good time. Okay. Uh, I was kind of dating, still dating other women at the same time and kind of figuring out what I was going to do. Uh, so, yeah, that that's that's how that worked. That's definitely that's interesting. Um so how did how did that work where okay you were dating other women at the same time how did she feel about it Um I could tell she wasn't like as happy about it you know of course but I think what worked was that I was very upfront about it it wasn't like you know some random messages in my phone or anything. Yeah I was respectful I wasn't you know hey I'm hanging out with this person today or anything like that (laughs) your days Mondays and Wednesdays yeah I wasn't you know I wasn't doing anything like that so I think by keeping it respectful and um just you know protecting myself and kind of sticking to certain rules that you know you should do I think that's what 
um, I would say made it easier for her. Uh, but I knew that, you know, she wasn't like, okay, I'm gung ho about this, but she knew that, you know, she saw the relationship potential that we could have. So I think that's kind of where she was like, well, you know, kind of makes sense for me to stay uh, because he's going to get into a relationship with someone. So, you know, I, I wanted to be me. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my goodness. So. Okay. So now, because we all know, especially in Atlanta. Oh my God. I'm I'm in New York, so I don't know. Yeah. Woo. Don't come down here. Let me tell you down here in Atlanta, when a woman finds out that you are even entertaining another chick, the, the claws come out like they want you even more. Like it's <laughs> that's women in general, I think. Just yeah. to want to, because you want someone that you know, someone like that other people want. Just because right. you know that, all right, well, this guy has to have something, and you know, all right, let me try to take him or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, let me see if I can pull him, if I can bag him. <laughs> so, how did you actually handle? The temptations as a man uh, once you found your future wife? I think it's just a mindset type of thing because you're going to go, you know, I, I'm, I meet people, you know, you flirt with people, but I think you just have a line that you just don't cross. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, you know, one on one stuff, like, you know, I don't hang out with women, just me and them. Yeah. <laughs> the all like group stuff, or I think if you keep, the real barriers. I know a lot of people say like, you know, guy friends and girlfriends, which I, I was always against like the opposite sex of friends. Yeah. I knew that, you know, we could never really be friends. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, we're, of course, one of us has to like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know the whole, like, you know, we're friends type of thing is really never friends. So I don't really have any women that I would say are my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I can say like, Hey, that girl's my friend, but, are we really friends? No. Right. Uh, associates, yes. Hang out with groups and everyone loves each other. And my wife hangs out with us, definitely. But I don't have any like women that I would say like, oh, that's my best friend or she's my bestie. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have anything like that. So I think that is one of the biggest things like for men is to kind of just you know you got to separate all that stuff. You got to. Um, I guess not want that type of attention and energy of, you know, I'm just going to flirt and, you know, go crazy. So I think that was a big part of it. Plus I lived that life already. So I think you come to that point where it's, all right, well, I'm either going to be in like an open relationship or you know I'm going to be in a closed relationship. Right. So. How do you even decide that open or closed? I think it's the guy, um, you know, what they want, what their expectations are for each other. Uh, for me, I knew I wanted a close relationship because I wouldn't want, you know, someone else dating my wife. Uh, that's just not for me. So, because you can't. You not know, happening. Yeah, you can't just, you can't have it just, you're the only one doing something. So if you open that up to, hey, I'm in an open relationship, well then, you know, now your significant other is going to have the same opportunities as you have. And, you know, I, I'm like, to me, I think my wife is like a 10. So... I'm like, all right, well, I don't really want her out there because I know <laughs> uh, it's just that's what happens when you're in that open relationship, you know, anything goes. So 
I just, you know, that was that wasn't gonna work for me. <laughs> Patrice is smart man. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll sacrifice and then you know just stay with one woman. So that worked. That works for me. Gotcha. So now, of course, anytime a woman uh, mentions marriage, some men are like, mm, mm, not really trying to entertain that. Um, why do you think when it comes to even getting married, something just as that topic alone can either push a man away or have him really sitting there like, I'm, I don't really think that I'm interested in that. Even though they could possibly, you know, get tied a knot later on down the road. But it's just something about the commitment of marriage that men just feel once you get married, you put a title on it, everything changes. Yeah, because uh, even when I got married, like before, like all my friends that weren't married were like, yeah, are you sure, you know, she's going to change or she's going to switch it up before marriage. And I was confident that that wouldn't happen because of, you know, what I said prior to is that you have to have that vet part of your relationship where you know that, you know, if you guys are progressing, then things should stay the same to a certain degree. Of course, when you're married, things change. But it shouldn't change as far as like what you're allowed to do or, okay, well, now I can't go out anymore. I can't talk to this person. I can't talk to that person. I can't do this. So to me, that was never something that was on the table uh, because what we spoke about before we got married, I think with guys, the marriage part is when it gets serious. Um, You know, last name, documents, paperwork, uh, financial stuff. Uh, So because to me, I would say and other people that I listen to and I respect, Men choose marriage, not women. Uh, so I 100% agree with that, is that the man has to choose marriage. You know, you can want to marry someone, but, you know, you can't get married unless he agrees to marry you and he has to marry you. Uh, so you can't just, you know, get married. You know, people get married to themselves, but that's a different topic. I'm talking about right. as far as like man, woman <laughs> type of thing is that, you know, man choose marriage. I think that's what happens to a lot of guys that they don't really get that part of it so they feel pressured instead of well you know it's ultimately your decision so you shouldn't feel pressured so i think that's a big uh part, you know guys in, in marriage okay awesome yeah that's always a hot topic um and it's interesting because even like no, with frozen. me being a i'm frozen <laughs> but um even with me yeah, you're being... back you're back you're back you're back <laughs> It's why it's. It could just be the reception. Um. So even even with me as a as a single, it's the reception. Um. As a single female, it's like you kind of become a little hesitant in trying to even talk about marriage with someone that you are getting to know because you don't want them to feel pressured like hey yeah i want to get married so you got about a good 12 months to make this happen it's like that's not necessarily the case it's it's good to talk about your long-term goals because you may want marriage in the long-term goals and the other person may not they may just not be into it like that or they may not see themselves being committed to one person they may be poly and you're over here you know with your little monogamous self, 
And you're on two totally different pages. So I think that it just, when it comes to marriage and that long-term solid commitment, it it can definitely turn some people off. So you just really got to know who it is that you're talking to and who you're getting to know at the end of the day. That's just what it is. Yeah, so my advice to women that, you know, want, because I feel like majority of women want marriage. So I think if the only reason why you should bring up marriage is if it's something that you don't want. Uh, So I think the guy would, you know, you you expect that she's going to want to get married. So I think talking about, you know, first getting a committed relationship, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that exclusive, you know, just us relationship. I think that's kind of, that's your way of saying, I want to get married. Yeah. Uh, without saying it, I don't think you have to say like, hey, I want to get married. Because it's kind of like, of course you do. Yeah. So that that's what I would say to women is, you know, you don't have to announce that you want to get married. We kind of assume that already. So the only <laughs> way to assume it is if you said, hey, I don't want to get married. Then I'm like, oh, all right. She doesn't yeah. want so. That would be interesting for a woman not to want to get married and a man wants to get married. And I'm sure it happens all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. Yeah, so um, what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick commercial break. You guys are watching and listening to He Said What? With myself, Simply Bree, and our guest, Mr. Kareem Baldwin. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Make sure you guys put your comments in the chat box, questions that you may have for our guests, and we will make sure that he addresses it. So we will return. Be right back. Hey, 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 it's your girl Simply Bree, and I want to make sure you are one of our subscribers for YouTube because he said, what? Radio Network is not slacking, okay? Every Monday, check us out on Simply Sports with one mic, RG, and myself as we give you some of the best coverage when it comes to sports, news, and stats. Plus, we're throwing an intellectual conversation. Who can beat that? Tuesdays, he said, what? Radio show with myself and one special guest where I'm giving you what men think from their own perspectives. And then Wednesdays, we have the Truth Storm with myself and two special invited guests where we are bridging the gap in communication between men and women. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. We look forward to seeing you. All right, we are back. You guys have tuned into He Said What? With your host, Simply Bree, and our guest, Kareem Baldwin. And tonight, we are talking about marriage and children keeping that spark alive during the transition. So ah, we have learned a lot already. And this is just the first half with our guests. Now, um, going from a single man to a bachelor, kind of same thing, into a relationship, then into marriage. How was that transition for you? Um, It wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't as, like, bad or crazy as other people were making it seem. Um, I think another thing too, is that we had like a longer engagement. So for me, um, it's all about like levels to relationships. So I'm like, you know, instead of us, Hey, we've been dating for 10 years and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we definitely should get engaged. So at least it, it shows the progression of our relationship. Uh, So we got engaged and then we kind of waited about three years before we got married just to, but again, I felt like the relationship was progressing because now we had a different title. Uh, so it's more of a mental thing as well. So you're not, you know, you're no longer a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, now you're a fiance. 
Uh, so just that different title, I think, helped with the, the transition to when we said, okay, well, now we're actually going to get married. Right. In the aisle. Uh, so that's why the, that's why I think it, things didn't change as much because we were already progressing in the relationship uh, just by taking that engagement step. Uh, so I tell a lot of guys that I know, like, hey, man, you know, if you see marriage down the line, you know, just get engaged because uh, you didn't pay for a wedding yet. You didn't really, you know, do too much. You just mm-hmm. bought a ring that you can get back. So uh, it's not, you know, like <laughs> went and did anything too crazy. So. It's a girl that you know you see yourself getting married to. Then you should definitely get engaged because at least it, it looks like the relationship is progressing and it's not you know stuck. Because then people have family and families talking to them, regardless of what anyone says. You know, your girl has her friends, she has her family. They're yeah. not like you know. So what's going on? You know, like right. you guys not engaged or what? What are you guys getting married? Uh, so it you know the ring is a way to kind of keep things moving. So the progression was was easy peasy yeah just like walking up the stairs that's it that's it that's it um i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about this i don't know if my wife's gonna see this and Uh get mad at me but uh, so i should have cleared this with her first no i'm just gonna say it It it, it's all right i'll uh i'll deal with the the repercussions after (laughs) what is that saying you know it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission so i'm just gonna do that so this is like a behind the scenes thing i don't think anyone else knows about this so Breaking news on your uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> when we got married, our wedding we uh, got married in Belize. Like that's where my family's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did like a three day thing. So the wedding was on Saturday, and then Friday we did like a welcome dinner. So that Friday we had like the biggest argument like ever. Like it was the wedding's off. <laughs> It's crazy. And I'm like, well, we can't cancel the wedding. Like, everyone's here. Like, I'm like, we got to just get married and then get a divorce on Monday. But we have to get married on. What? So it was, but it was just like, you know, you know, those jitters that you get. Yes. The jitters are real, I will say, because we had a, a huge fight before um, the welcome dinner. And then the wedding went on without a hitch. <laughs> Friday night was like, the biggest fight. I don't think we've ever had a fight like that before. Like, right. It was the biggest fight. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> you said just get divorced on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we can't cancel it. Like we're here, everyone's here, family's <laughs> here. We gotta get married. It, it has to happen. Oh my gosh. So, but we calmed down after and kind of once we saw our family and you know, it was kind of water under the bridge. But um it was definitely I think that was that was jitters on both of our parts. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, are we, are we really going to do this? Like, are we sure we want to do this? So oh I think you know, right before you say I do, it, it's definitely real. Like those <laughs> real people may say it's. That, that is hilarious. Real, you kind of, kind of try to talk yourself it. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what oh, I that. appreciate you sharing that with us because I mean, like you said, it's real. It happens. Like a lot of people think that they're going to go into the big wedding day and things are just going to be peachy and happy go lucky. But it's, it's like, that's the true test. Like you have to be able to withstand any type of storm, any fight, any disagreement and be able to find resolutions. And if you can, then that's, that's the person for you. Like, you know, you know, at least you made a good decision. Yep, that's what happened. That's what we were saying. We're like, listen, 
we got to do it and we'll see what happens next week. But we're oh. still married, so we're. <laughs> I would have loved to be a fly on that wall. I tell you, boy. Yeah, no, no one else knew about that. So, oh, I appreciate it. This is groundbreaking. So, when it comes to even getting into a relationship, a lot of the times you find people lose themselves in the relationship. They no longer, and and I've experienced it. I I no longer, you know, was into what I was into, but I was into what he liked. And, you know, so why do you think it's important to still be able to identify yourself individually, even when you're in a committed relationship or a marriage? So I think for men, like for women, I would, it would make sense that, you know, you would kind of take on that role of your significant other. So that makes perfect sense. So as a man, I guess, you know, how you're going to lead the relationship. Definitely, you should be, you know, independent of your wife of kind of having the, your own beliefs and things that you like to do and certain hobbies and definitely kind of bring them together. I don't think you should eliminate the stuff that your wife likes to do. So I think you kind of just combine them together because we kind of get into, well, you know what? I don't want to do that. I just want to do this. And then, you know, your wife's going to, or your girlfriend's going to be like, all right, you know what? I'll do that. You know, she's going to do that. So I think it's having that balance. Uh, to kind of doing some of the things you like to do and also doing some of the things that your significant other likes to do. And it's easier said than done. Like all the things I'm saying on here now, it's easy to say yeah. been through it already. So I had that adjustment period where I was like, all right, damn, I, I guess I have to do that. Right. You know, I have to, you know, watch baking championship or, you know, something, <laughs> that I, but I got to watch the food network baking championship and I don't care about that, but right. I'm going to watch it. And you know what? I'm going to love the designs on the cakes for this hour. And then I don't have to worry about <laughs> it. So, You're a team player. That's right. You have to be a team player. Yeah. Um, with any team, you know, you have your quarterback, you have your leader of the team. But what makes a good leader is someone that knows how to lead by taking into account what other players on the team are saying. Uh, Cause as a leader, even though you're, you know, supposed to be the leader, you, you're not going to know everything. Right. So the team is a person that has a good leader and then also has other good people that are contributing to the team by saying, Hey, you know, let's do this, or, you know, we should do this instead, or, Hey, let's look into this. Even with sports, you know, right. it's just thing, you know, the best teams, play well together, even if their best player is not having their best game, you know, other guys are stepping up and having a good game. So I think it's the same analogy with, with a relationship. Okay. Okay, cool. So I, I did get, um, I got a question from one of the audience members um, and they want to know when you are in a marriage and you come across challenges where let's say your significant other is not necessarily contributing towards the household where it's beneficial for the both of you. Example, you work all day, your significant works, your spouse works all day as well. You happen to come home before she does and the dishes are in the sink or food needs to be made. Are you going to wait for her to get home and cook or clean up? Or are you going to take the initiative because you're already home and get it and get it taken care of. So I that's a good question. So I think with something like that, it's kind of, you know, what you're good at. So for me, like I like to cook. Um and I'm a good cook. So for me, coming home and cooking, that's that's something. Hands down. 
So if I'm a guy and I really didn't know how to cook, then kind of coming home and cooking may be something that I really wouldn't want to do. So I think, you know, if you're not going to cook, then you, you have to at least get other things going. All right. So I didn't cook, but I, you know, did. You guys are both, you know, working at the same time and both coming home. Kind of, you're coming home later than she is, or she's coming home later than you. I think it's kind of doing what you're good at. Uh, so that's what I would say to that person is that mm. you know you guys should speak about. Hey, we work together. We know who knows how to cook and who doesn't. Uh, right. So the person that knows how to cook should kind of still cook. That yeah. doesn't know how to cook, maybe you can kind of take things out you know we all have that story like I, that meme i didn't take out the chicken meme and then your mom comes <laughs> home like yeah you didn't take out the chicken mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. it's that same thing hey you that know what i'll just scenario. get everything for you yeah so you know because when you're younger you're not you're not gonna cook so your mom's like hey take out the chicken do something to contribute yes. so that's i would say to do that like take okay. out the chicken okay so do what you're good at or at, at minimum take out the chicken do what you're good at, yes. <laughs> okay. So the other question is, why is it once you get into a marriage, a, a committed relationship, there's almost like a sense of entitlement? For example, you you and your significant other, when you guys were dating, were having wild monkey sex. Cool. When you get married, the sex drive dies down. And, you know, as the husband, the husband feels like, well, if if I want some, I should be able to get some because you're my wife. I made that commitment to you. Why do you think a situation like that exists? Uh, where it's almost like entitlement because you've placed titles on the relationship. Yeah, so with anything, I think especially like, you know, sexual things is that, of course, when you're just being with someone, of course, it's going to be a different experience than when you're with the same person for years and years. So I think right. keeping that spark is there. I think a big thing as a guy is kind of um, setting our expectations mm-hmm. of, you know, what sex will be like as being married. Not saying that it's not going to be good, but the whole like, you know, I want to have sex now thing. Mm-hmm. To me, I, that, that was just never my thing. Uh, I want to I want to enjoy it and if you're not really going to be into it then it's kind of like all right what's the yeah, point right. <laughs> so I think it's best to kind of find that balance on you know when we're going to do stuff mm-hmm. um, and I think that works good as well is kind of having those days where okay well you know I come home early on Wednesdays so mm-hmm. you know you know that that's your day right uh, so I think having you know that allotted time uh, people try to make fun of that, but it it works. It works for us, yeah. uh, especially now with the baby. So you yeah. have you, you're gonna have time where you know you're not gonna be you're all gonna be together. So you need to have time where you're not all gonna be together. Uh, so yes. I think making an adjustment. Uh, so that's what I would say for guys that you know just you know give your woman a break. Like you know yeah. can't have sex all day. Like right. to do in life besides you know having sex. So right. You got to just give her a break and, you know, just wait, wait till the next day. You know, it's 24 hours. So. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Especially if y'all live together. I mean, yeah. If you live together and then it's like, all right, man, it's 24 hours. Like it's not that serious, but yeah. a lot of guys do, you know, put a lot of value in sex. 
So I think that's why they kind of go crazy on, oh my God, you know, I want to have sex every day, which is not normal to begin with. So, you know, I know I've had friends even before, like, hey, we had sex 10 times. And I'm like, why did you do that? (laughs) Why? Why would you do like, it makes no sense. But to me, I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. Uh, But so I'm all about like kind of spacing things out, kind of keeping that spark going. And if you're constantly having sex, there's no way that that, you know, spark can stay there because you're just doing the same thing too many times. So those days apart, um, I think that that's well needed. Yeah, That's what I would do. Mm. So well needed sex. How did you know you wanted to be a father? It was something that I always wanted. Uh, so it wasn't something that I was like, oh, well, you know, this week I want to be a dad. It was kind of, you know, <laughs> something that I always wanted just to keep the keep the family name, keep the generations going. Uh, so I knew I wanted to be a father. Whether I had a boy or girl, it wasn't like, you know, I needed to have a boy or I needed to have a girl. It was just I just wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was something I knew that I always wanted to do. So. Because my, my dad was a good dad, I would say. He was a great father. So it kind of made me want to have children as well and kind of take good things and, you know, some of the bad things that he did, some of the good things, and kind of use that to, you know, not make some of the mistakes that he made because, of course, no one's perfect. But I think as the next generations go on, you should kind of try to get as perfect as possible because you have those examples of, you know, certain things. I know people have like hitting, not hitting. And I think just with different times, like, like for me, yeah. I'm not going to hit my kid just because of the times that we're in, like, it's not necessary yeah. and uh, that, you know, you would get in trouble for yeah. money related. And now you don't really have, like, I don't have those same issues. Uh, so I don't see like, you know, the disciplinary side being completely different. Uh, so I think that's, that's what I mean by kind of taking some of the things that worked and then kind of taking the things that, you know what, that that's just not needed. Gotcha. Okay. So, wow. This parenthood period is just breathtaking because it's like you have to, first of all, they don't come with little owner's manuals and service maintenance schedules and stuff like that. Um, you just have to figure it out. Like a lot of like me as a mom, I had to figure out raising a boy, like do morning wood or, you know, what the hell? Like just, you know, discovering himself and then, you know, teach him how to pee standing up. So sometimes, you know, just changing the the change of life and, and the adjusting itself can can be a lot um to go from no child to child so but as you with you being a man how has being a dad expanded your mindset as a black man um it i kind of already had like a certain consciousness to my to my life anyway as far as my son uh but of course you have like certain belief systems, like, you know, the shots or no shots or doctors to use. Uh, So I think it's important to kind of have already certain things that you believe in before you have the child. And then you kind of instill, you know, certain things into them. 
Uh, he's a baby now, so, you know, there's certain things that, you know, he doesn't really have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, the doctor part was a big thing. Uh, we did a home birth. Oh. Uh, you know, I see, you know, black women dying at the hospital, yeah. regardless of your income level. Right. You know, we're blessed. You know, I can pay for a doc, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, that the financial side, that wouldn't be an issue. And then when I was doing research on the cases, I was seeing that, you know, race was the only reason it wasn't a money issue like people were going to the best hospitals and, and still dying there yeah. so i that you know i would never be able to forgive myself if something like that happened to my wife where we went to the hospital and something happened to her and we just kept the baby yeah. uh, so I, I just couldn't put myself in that situation yeah. so went and just did a home birth that was something that we were talking about doing and i'm like yeah we can't go to the hospital so we have to, you know, go do a home birth. Yeah. So we did a home birth and that was like the a, amazing experience. Oh. oh, I would tell everyone to do it. Like, don't go to the hospital. It's overrated. Like, do it at home. It's so much more. It's, it's a better experience. More relaxing. Definitely more relaxing. And it was just a better experience. And, you know, I had friends that had babies and they're like, oh, you know, labor was so long and the baby just popped right out. Like, it yeah. was crazy. He came right out. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be like a two-day event. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is like people, a... People were like, oh, 20 Overnight hour. concert? Yeah, 15-hour labor or 20-hour labor. Yeah. Uh, but the baby came right out. So I would say that, you know, how you start that process before having the baby, uh, even before we got pregnant, because it's something that we decided to do, like, hey, we're going to have a baby now. So like a month and a half before that, like we didn't drink and like I used to smoke, so I didn't smoke. I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. Like I went vegan. So I didn't eat anything crazy, like no fried foods, like detox. I went on like a strict regimen uh, before we had the baby. And then even during the pregnancy, like, you know, making sure, you know, not doing certain things, not drinking, even though doctors say, hey, you can drink. Like, no, no drinking, not eating certain things like kind of sticking to a strict regimen uh doing the home birth uh drinking all our natural stuff so now when the baby's here like a lot of people are like oh my god he's so quiet he's so this he doesn't cry he doesn't yeah, he's like, chill. I, think of, I think it was because all of that stuff that happened like before he was born wow. um so i think that a big part and i'm seeing it now like people told me about it but it's one thing when you actually live it and like oh you know what that that was a good idea um so because now we can see him and it's very smart very alert very aware so i think the how you do things before you have the baby i think that will kind of give you a, a jump start so did it change anything for me as a black man i'm gonna say yes because it made me take those necessary routes like i'm staying out of the hospital not doing any of that stuff not going the traditional route so yeah. i think us as black men and black women in general, like we have to kind of take our own path. Um, so I think doing the simple hospital route, um, I don't think that's the right way to go. Um, and I'm not, you know, judging what other people, right. I'm the only person that did it out of everyone I know and they're all black. So mm -hmm. I can't say like, you know, we're the only, it was just us and everyone else. Like it was, you know, we were the only ones that did it. Uh, so I know I have someone else that's having a baby and they're going to the hospital. I'm like, listen, you have to do what's best for you. Guys. Right. Yeah. We did what was best for us. And, and you know, that's it. 
Oh my goodness! Well, it definitely worked out because boy, I told you, I'm telling you, your son's on chill mode, twenty four seven. He is, so that's good. So, and he's aware. He knows, like, because people say see him as chill, but when he's home inside, he's like nonstop <laughs> screaming, like random words. <laughs> how babies are, so he's like super hyper. But as soon as he gets on that video, he's calm, or he goes to someone's house, and they're like, he doesn't even talk. I'm like, yeah, but watch when he. As soon as he gets in the car, he's back. As soon as he gets inside, he's back. He's a hundred percent like talking, making noise, but so I don't, I'm like, I guess he's aware of, you know, all right, I'm at someone else's house. Best behavior. Yeah, let me just, you know, fake it till I make it, but I go home, I'm, you know, back. Right now, he's like grabbing on the Christmas tree and we're like, like pull down the tree. So we have to like not put ornaments on the bottom. Right, yeah. Just like nonstop, just pulling the tree and eating the tree. We're like, all right, we gotta like Put a gauge cage under the damn tree, yeah, yeah. just under the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's he's at that stage now where he's you know kind of eating everything, like every single yeah. everything goes in the mouth. Just everything. everything, everything. He has. If I if he was right here, he'd be eating. Doing on those strings. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So. so now, did the way that you and your wife resolve um, challenges change once your son was born? Yes, because uh, you kind of have to, you want to kind of like set an example for the kids. So even when we have like our disagreements, like, you know, kind of waiting until he's going to bed or something like that, just not, you know, living the same life. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely an adjustment on when you do certain things. Uh, so you kind of wait or, you know, it's good to have help too. That's a, another good thing. We have a lot of help. Like my mother-in-law is, she doesn't work. She's retired. Uh, so she's home. So then mm-hmm. you we're able to drop the baby off and on the weekends my mom's home so she'll watch the baby or she'll come over the house and watch the baby so it's i would say that support system is i don't know what i would do if i'm not a support yeah. so i'm like all oh, the single moms like you guys need like deserve everything <laughs> i don't even think i could you know raise the baby on my own like my wife does like everything like a majority of it so I kind of just get to sit back and enjoy like when he's playing, yeah. uh, but like crying and diapers and bath and all that stuff. Like yeah. that's all her. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't even given him a bath. Yet. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> um, so It's okay. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of fathers who haven't. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, she does all of that. Uh, so she gives him a bath. She puts him to bed. So I'm like, I think the dads kind of step in when they're like a little bit older. A little older. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, when the fun time kicks in, and that's yeah. when he can actually talk and interact with yeah. you and do yes. things. That's yeah. when the fathers yeah. want to kick in. Yep, yep. So I think that's what happened. <laughs> but that beginning stage with the moms, I'm like, man, you know, it's 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 amazing how you know the baby responds to his mom. Even you know, if he's in a fussy mood and I pick him up, he's not having it. As soon as I put him down and his mom picks him up, he looks at me and smiles like. So it's crazy yeah. how you know the he's know like their mother and how, you know, how close they want to be with them. So I think that maternal thing is, you know, it's amazing just watching it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, so for guys, we have it easy uh, when it comes to the baby being born. Yeah. And we have it easy. Uh, yeah, I really do. Firstborn, you know, like his mom woke up, fed him. Like, you know, I didn't have to do any of that he stuff. Was just not yeah. So I'm, you know, passed out and she's like, the baby's up. And I'm like, damn. So, you know, she's, <laughs> 
getting up, feeding him and, you know, doing all that. So yeah, yeah I, uh, I've been pretty lucky as far as like taking care of the baby when he's hurt, but yeah, you know, we're always together. So, but that kind of nurturing side, it's, it's been all his mom. Yeah, it's it's very it's a a very special connection. Um, but it's also the the bonds and the relationships between the child and the mom and the child and the father. They're similar but different at the same time because a girl will cling more to her father, yeah. and the boy will cling more to the mother. Um. And so it's, it's always interesting because then when they get older, it's almost like it reverses where the girl then tries to cling more to the mom because she can relate to the mom and the boy can relate more to the father. You know, he can see himself. So it's always interesting, man. I tell you, life and children and just growing up is, is you never know what you're going to get at all. So seeing that, you know, he's seven months now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm seeing that that you know every day is something, and I think just getting a used to kind of being on someone else's time, because mm-hmm. uh, before you know us, we kind of I can get up whenever I want, I can do pretty much do whatever I want in the right. confinement of you know like my own home. Of yeah. course. Uh, so kind of getting that adjustment where I know at like seven o'clock, like I have to wake up now. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna come every morning. His mom's gonna bring him in our room, and yep. the day is started. He's uh, the boss. Yes, so I think that's a big <laughs> adjustment too. Is you know getting getting used to that. Well, all right, you know what? I have to. You know, I got to go to bed earlier now because I have to get up at seven. Yeah, it's like a job. Yeah, it is. When before, you know, I could wake up at ten o'clock and kind of stroll out of bed and look at some emails and kind of yeah. get started. Uh, so now it's like, all right, I wake up hang out with the baby and then I kind of mosey my way into the office. So I think quarantine has been amazing for that, by the way. Uh, So, you know, outside of other issues with people and the sickness, Mm -hmm. uh, I take that out of it. You know, for us, it's been, you know, amazing. I'm home, get to work from home. So I can kind of just mosey, you know, into my office. Then I can go back in lunch, hang out with the baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even when I was working in that office setting, I always kind of, went home and you know we would work out together so mm-hmm. that was also another part of it is still having that that time together and right. i think it goes back to what i was saying is like not your wife not having a boss so yeah. not have to ask permission to kind of go home she's already kind of doing that yeah the so big thing where you guys can kind of do certain things together during the day whereas other people aren't able to do that and i think that kind of brings you guys closer together and also you end up seeing the world completely different. Yeah, definitely. So if you could give one piece of advice to um, those who they may be single, they may be uh, entering a relationship or even uh, they can be in a marriage, what piece of advice would you give them when it comes to keeping the spark alive? I would say the first thing as far as like keeping the spark alive, like before you can do the spark thing, especially if you're a single guy, is kind of just being happy with yourself uh, first. I know that may like sound cliche, uh, but for men, like your energy is very important. So I think for you, um, you have to boss up and 
by bossing up, that will keep your spark alive. Because then now you can do certain things that, you know, other people can't do. Like you can just say, hey, let's go tomorrow and you guys can go tomorrow. So that's how you keep the spark alive. Even in a relationship, it's the same thing. Like as a man, you have to be able to do certain things in your life. And if you can't, it's going to make your relationship very difficult. Um, Whether, you know, she loves you so much or you guys, it's going to be an issue uh, because there are certain things that you just can't do. So I think you have to, you know, have that boss energy. And uh, I think that will kind of go a long way for you because then you'll be able to see the world a certain way and do certain things that, you know, the average guy isn't doing. Uh, so, and that, that's not a money thing either. You know, that's a mindset thing. That's, that's not even about, you know, how much money you have because mm-hmm. you can take a drive somewhere and it's not as expensive as flying. So I'm not talking about spending thousands of dollars on a trip. I'm saying, hey, you know, just being able to leave on a Monday. Hey, let's, let's, you know, it's cheaper during the week. Yeah. So while we're paying, you know, $500 to stay on the weekends, you can spend half that because mm-hmm. you're going during the week. Uh, but you need that boss energy to be able to do stuff like that. So I, that's what I would say would be my advice to any man out there um, is that you, you have to boss up. Yeah. You hear that, people? Yeah. Boss up. Damn it. That's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the simplest advice that I would give them. Like, if you're a man, you kind of have to go home and kind of look at yourself and see what you're doing and, you know, how can I change this? Uh, because you to be able to lead someone else, you have to kind of be leading your own path. Right. If you're you know, answering to someone else, then you can't lead your own path. Right. Yeah, you can't beat to the sound of your own drum. Well, we have come towards the end of the show. Kareem, it has been amazing. Yeah, it was real. Thanks for having me. I love this. It's my yeah. being on. I think. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it's your third time. Oh, damn. All right. So Yeah, because you were on the True Serum first when we were doing it on Instagram Live. Yes. And then you came back on, um, I think it was either the True Serum when we were doing a radio show or He Said What when we were doing a radio show. And now you're on He Said What when we're streaming. So Yeah, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, I got to just get my picture on, on the show, I guess, on that <laughs> A stream that you send out, but yeah, yes. you know, let me know when you want me back on. So I don't yes. think with like a group setting yet. So I think that nope. that'll be yes, yes. When I do the panel discussion, that'll be the next. Yeah, one. I got to get on the panel. I think that that'll be interesting. Yes, so. I definitely got you. So I want you to go ahead and let the people know how can they follow you? How can they support what you have going on? Do you have anything coming up that you want to mention? This is your time to shine. Let them know. How can they find you? Well, I'm on Instagram. So uh, KB underscore in the no mortgage that's scrolling down. So we, we do real estate. I do mortgages. My wife's a realtor. Uh, we have a couple other businesses, but those are our main things. So if anyone had any real estate questions, any dating questions, relationship questions, you know, you can definitely reach out to me. Send me a DM and, and that's it. Yes, that's awesome. Well, yes. But Thank you once again. Oh, thirty nine ninety nine program or anything. So you just gotta <laughs> send me a message. And... Do you talk sports? Are you into sports? I do sports. I watch sports. I do like the whole fantasy thing. Um, I do some gambling stuff on the side. Legal gambling, I should say. Whoa. Uh, okay, I was gonna say. 
Well, you know we have Simply Sports on Mondays, and Royal, who commented down below, says, come hang out on Monday night. So you are more than welcome to be a guest here as well. I was like, damn, the game's at 8, but I'll be done at 9. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'll <laughs> about sports anyway, so. Yeah, so, you know, you're more than welcome to come and kick it with us. We have a great time. I'm telling you, it's like comedy. Like, I don't know nothing about sports, Kareem, but somehow okay. I make it. Like, it just, it works. So. Yeah, explaining sports to someone that doesn't know about sports, it's too much. Uh, the sports is so intricate. Um, I'm like, it just, you can go down a deep rabbit hole and, you know, never come out for a month. So, yeah. or you can go outside the bubble and get some lemon pepper wings and melon <laughs> yeah. cucumber from the strip club. So that's it, man. You know, these, listen, that's bossing up. He's like, yes. I got to get <laughs> things. So I'm, I'm going to go. And the hell with this bubble. That's it. So yeah, no, I'll definitely come on the sports show. I watch sports, uh, big sports guys. So. That'll be awesome. So I'll send you that information after the show. Well, guys, listen, it was a pleasure. You know, thank you guys so much for tuning in this evening with myself, Simply Bree, and you have Kareem Baldwin. Uh, make sure you follow the network's Instagram. It is He Said What Radio on IG. You can also find our YouTube channel, He Said What Radio Network on all across platforms, okay? You're not going to keep having me say, he said, what? Because now I feel like I can't say it just a regular way without uh, someone saying something to me. So make sure you guys continue to support the network. We are doing big things in 2021. I am so freaking excited. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow is the truth serum, and we're talking about your fighting style. How do you resolve issues? How do you deal with problems and conflict? Do you run? Do you necessarily fight? Are you a physical fighter? Or do you just shut down? So tune in tomorrow, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, same place. And, um, I mean, shout out to Royal. Royal, him, him in the what? Shout out to Royal. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in for the support. And keep it locked. You guys have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.